got to do it again? This is like a bonus <laughs> one. Yeah, this is this is bonus. He's going to have to yeah. do the intro for that. Oh, fine. That's for okay. actual episodes. But we're still coming at you live! <laughs> the squirt. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so since we're releasing episodes in the middle of a campaign... Uh, this is just kind of a sit down where we talk about some of the high points and like the memorable moments of the campaign. Um, I think big ones we should touch on is the quest to get Kenny. Yeah, that was a, I think I feel like the quest to get Kenny was something that you just kind of. I feel like when you first d- came up with Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you just thought it'd be a, like a character or whatever. And it, it turned into like one of the major arcs. I mean, of I, our campaign. I really, the you entire know? Kenny campaign came about because I really wanted Kenny to be the Loch Ness monster. Okay. I mean, that's I, I'm like, I, I like need the you guys to Loch Ness monster of all time. Yeah. I mean, you guys had to fight a mean Loch Ness monster, but I'm like, Kenny's, Ken, Kenny's ancestors should have been the Loch Ness monster. And then I made a campaign around that. But yeah, basically you guys went to a cave and you ran into an abolith that turned out to be super friendly and very lonely. Like he mind control was it Dan, like crypto? Yeah. Right? He mind controlled him. But like to be his friend. Yeah, right. And that was the thing. I was at first we were like, oh my god, mind control. We were all stressed, but then we realized like, man, he just wants a homie. Yeah. He's we were able to friend. like that also I think we Crypto all, also read like a rolled like a crit fail. Yeah. And we but and then we also I think realized like, yo, we can't fight this. So we need to find a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was it worked the, out perfectly. I, yeah. I think it's canon. Gregor still wears the friendship bracelet that him. Yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, no. I think me not Ken- not me. on the podcast, but uh, preview. You know, post me joining pre podcast. Yeah, Gregor wears a he has matching friendship bracelet. Obviously, Kenny's is much bigger because he's Assuming. fucking huge. Yeah, but but that definitely turned into something that was um, a very like pivoting point in our. Um, campaign. I think that's when it became a campaign, not just a series yeah. of one shot. Yeah, I think that's that's a very accurate. Cause I think up until that point, that's that's what it was—a series of just those these random ass one shots that, albeit were like, really fun. cool and yeah. fun, but that's when we actually started to see like I think an actual story. Cause that's what brought Art. us. To, that's what got us to the island of Albion. Mm-hmm. Like that's where we met like Ben the Brash. Like so much stuff spawned just from running into that cave. Yeah, and th- at this point, it's just. Kronk, Gregor, and Fargrim, right? Yeah. Originally, there were more of us. Okay. There were two more. Um, there were three. They three more. Three more. Remember yeah. Dave, Volker, yeah. and then yeah. KJ. Yep. Oh, KJ. Correct, correct. Where he was. First, he was Andreas. Right. And then right, right, right. Andreas got mum, mummy sickness and was like... Pfft. And then we blew our loads on spells and shit to save him from the mummy And then he's like, I'm going to retire. The next session, he's yeah. like, you know... It was later that night. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, like, "Hey, I like I really game. don't really want to play this anymore." He messaged me yeah. and I'm like, "I mean, you could have just died, but Yeah, sure. you could have just let it like could have just gone out on your shield." Cuz yeah, cuz we we did like that was like the main focus. We ignored everything like we need to cure Andreas. And then oh literally that yeah, was the next session. And then the way he went out, the way he went out too, was like he was just like he left in the middle of the night, right? Where he just abandoned us. Yeah, no, he, that he was that was someone else. He he like talked to you guys and had a conversation. Like, yeah, oh, I don't yeah, think yeah, this yeah, is for me. Did. I think it was his next character, like the wizard dude, Claxton. Claxton. Yeah, Claxton just oh, yeah, that's right. Claxton just went away. Yeah. I just remember there was one character where it's like, yo, if we see that dude again, it's on he site. abandoned us. Dude, so that like, was we're bad. bad. Not bad. Site. That was the no. little fucker. 
Oh, oh. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, Car- not oh, oh, Carl? Oh, oh, oh. Carl. Yes, Carl. Yeah. I can see the pain in your eyes, Amber. The PTSD. finally remember. They remembered him. Carl. We yeah. spent Carl. the longest time telling Amber that if we ran into Carl again, we we're going to murder his ass. He abandoned the Carl, party. Carl, Carl was an NPC that they were constantly threatening to murder he, and like yeah. kill he was a and, dragon like, cultist he was definitely but he get... wasn't like act he was like helping the party he got like in over his head in this dragon cult. yeah he wasn't a bad guy he was just yeah. a bad guy he, yeah. he was, was definitely gonna get bloody eagle though path. like you know he was yeah. <laughs> this, he, he was they kept gonna make threatening that another. like every day they're like interaction good night carl I'm gonna murder you tonight, Carl. I'm gonna torture it, you, Carl. It never went that far. It, it got no. really close. It just went, when, it no, was it was Carl just didn't realize the situation as he thought he was an equal in the party. He was not. When no, no you point. guys very frequently were threatening Carl. So Carl was like, fuck Cause, this. Because Carl kept sounds saying fucking up. Sounds he was very like murder hobo y. He was the equivalent of like, you never a met Carl, you, you would understand. Swire. Okay. A yeah, but like. Treated swire. So how far, how far after Kenny. Did you run into uh, the Big Spice and, and? It was quite a while. That was that was really, the next main that was arc. Actually, actually. Yeah. not that long after. No, but no. like, yeah, uh, well, because okay. the the, the Big, Big Spice was on the same island. Yeah, yeah. That we well, had to I, basically relocate Kenny, and we ended up taking him to Albion, which was the island okay. where the Big Spice was, and we had to put him in the lake there, his ancestral home. Okay. So we had to fight. Like this it was a baby kraken. Yeah, yeah. this like kind of messed up kraken, and then His face like, you this still other wear. creature oh, yeah. that was with him that was like beholder esque. Yeah, yeah, and, and the um, army of kobolds. Yeah, and it, the they were all kobolds. serving the big spice. Yeah, they were, which all is servants. where Ak comes in. Yes, yes. yeah, because we killed that kraken, and then like the mini beholder. But then there, basically, it's he was like, yeah, I'm just holding this lake for my boss, and we're like, it was like a crime chain. Like, we basically took out, like, who we thought was a head boss. Yeah. But it was actually just, like, the guy who was in charge of, like, extorting the Chinese food restaurant. Gotcha. Yeah. And Big Spice is, like, running the whole show. Yeah, that, and that's that's sort of, you know, Axe whole mentality of the, you know, the big guy in charge. You right. guys came in, killed yeah. the big guy in charge, and now you guys are the yeah. big guy in we charge. the biggest, baddest bitches on that yeah. one. That's... I. Uh, I know I'm 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 more versed in in kobold lore than skink, but in in kobolds they generally uh, just whoever kills the the last big thing in charge becomes the next thing big you know big thing in charge, and you just sort of follow the the laws in that. Yeah, we took a little bit of liberties with um like the whole kobold skink thing because in Warhammer lore like everyone's mega racist. Yeah, yeah I mean it's kind of like I I think I said it in the the uh, previous session where in D and D. Everybody's a little bit racist, but nobody really cares who you fuck. And I assumed Warhammer is probably the same. It's no, it's I, not. We we've kind of I think taken some liberties with that in this campaign just to Her make it a little more yeah. RP friendly and a little more open. But yeah. like in the actual, if you read any of the actual novels, not at all. And everybody ra- hates each other. Races yeah. really do not intermingle. Like humans will sometimes talk to dwarves, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I've, I've the, only read a little bit the of dwarves. Warhammer 40k stuff, so that's all. I have no idea about old 40k is stuff. actually even worse. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, way, way worse. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Like, I, I, I only saw humans interacting with humans there, and even then, they didn't get along. It's a similar. Point. I mean, there there were the humans and the superhumans, and they also didn't really get along. Yeah, even then, when they came across other humans, it was like. Yeah. Well, the thing that is, guy. though, that even if like two races 
did like each other at one point, something happened to like make, make that not. Yeah. 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 So like, it's like you know, the, the war thing. of vengeance yeah. with, you know, the dwarves and the elves. Whereas like in the beginning, they fought side by side. Yeah. Um, and they were, you know, the empires were both good together. They used to trade with each other. And then shit just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like know? Lord of the Rings if they couldn't set aside their differences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, everybody just dug their heels in more. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm definitely more versed in, in D&D lore than I am yeah. with so any, it's tough any kind of D&D Warhammer. definitely yeah. is like the rule set and a lot of the creativity is intended for variety. Yeah. And the problem with Warhammer as a setting is it's not diverse. It, yeah. it, it is diverse, but it doesn't cohabitate well. right yeah there's no overlap yeah yeah so you kind of gotta mix the yeah two you just kind of had to yeah. make shit work that normally wouldn't mm-hmm. and, that, and that happens and that's like one of the main motivators like when making gregor's character like i had to make it so that he has to disguise himself because if he was just openly uh you know i don't know is that something i dropped on the pod yet i don't know if like, I, we dropped I think so with uh yeah so yeah, they're both and that's the same thing. Like where Simon, I was like, "Hey man, like, are you hiding your orcness?" Because like, if you're a half orc in that environment, like in that setting, like I feel like they wouldn't. Oh shit, they wouldn't just let you uh, walk into a tavern and order a beer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's no way. Gotcha. I assume that is sort of why everybody is super fascinated whenever they meet Ak. And yeah, yeah, uh, normally like. Fortunately, with Lizardmen, we're able to kind of, like, pull some strings on that because most people in the area of the old world we're playing in have never seen mm-hmm. Lizardmen. Like, they almost don't exist on that continent. Yeah. But basically, with the map, there's, like, Europe, which is kind of where we're playing. And then there's this giant-ass, like, circular island, this mm-hmm. big continent. That's where all the high elves are from. And then on the other side of that is, like, the New World. Which is all like Lustria and all like these jungles, and there's a lot of dark elves in the northern part of that. The land of chill, yeah, baby. like Nagaroth, yeah. and then in the southern portion is all like jungle, and that's where the lizard men are and stuff. Yeah, like that. and a lot of expeditions, and it's pretty like mm-hmm. undeveloped and things. So seeing mm-hmm. like a a skink, quote unquote, in this area would be very like abstract okay. but you're like a small lizard so you're not exactly threatening yeah so uh, kind of just most like people work most people like just assumed i'm like, a pet yeah it's yeah. Not like you're playing as like a minotaur where yeah. it's like yeah you're yeah. with the beastman yeah, you're a full-blown chaos beast chaos beast like we yeah. would kill you on site yeah. yeah yeah it's tough that's why with like kronk he's technically a goliath per 5e rules but he's like an abnormally large person who's just okay. like very big gotcha and, and the whole and thing with uh chaos too though is that i think that's a really big factor of why um gregor is so the way like, he is sensitive about yeah. it because Zero tolerance it really uh, you know with it within this universe it really seeps in to anything and everything like no matter who you are where you are uh chaos will like find a way to get in so like at the littlest thing like he is for sure gonna believe that like chaos is here it's just hidden and yeah. he has to find it yeah, that's why i've, I've always been so surprised about how well ak and gregor get along because ak is nothing but chaos he's chaotic but he is not representation of one of the four right. chaos gods. yeah, yeah. Like that evil. He's, yeah. Yeah. The, but the, the minute the, you start, the anybody they, starts showing any sort of relation to one of the 4K, it's on site. Right. That's why Kronk is so like, like so underhanded and like sneaky about the things that he does and why he's so like 
the way he is. Yeah. It's because, like, if people were to know that he, like, is a servant of a chaos god, mm-hmm. like, in this world, like, you would be immediately hunted and killed. For those unaware, uh, the, the chaos god he is referring to, it's Zinch. Yeah. So, That's in, the one in yeah, Kronk's Kronk's backstory, spoilers, um, he basically was brought up in Matorka and taught magic, but Yzma was also, like, a chaotic witch essentially and she becomes corrupted by chaos and they all do through subtle teachings Kronk unbeknownst to him was being like taught certain elements of chaotic magic that slowly kind of corrupted him as well so when he confronts Yzma it's kind of like his his moment of like he loses the good side and just like kind of like embraces the chaos like the powers of chaos mm-hmm. to defeat her and becomes like a servant of Zinch and just starts to like pursue knowledge and power and things like that and then he departs the city and flees and goes on a like essentially a quest for his god and that's how he encounters the party so there's constantly this like towing the line for Kronk as a character where he's trying to like do things to gain the favor of his god but he has to be in like super careful and meticulous about the things he does and how he does them because there's literally a paladin of Ulrich in the party <laughs> that hunts chaos people and that's part of why they're so close is that it's like a tool Kronk uses to protect himself because, like, you know, you keep your friends close and your enemies closer kind of thing. And like, who, who would suspect, suspect you know, Kronk of doing anything when his main companion? Yeah. And, and Kronk does nothing yeah. but speak super highly of it and like outwardly makes an effort to support him and like purging other chaos people because it helps his cover and chaos doesn't care about each other like it's like if there's some other dude that worships zinch like fuck that guy i have my own goals like right i'm gonna help gregor kill his ass because then it's gonna get me where i need to be kind well, of thing realistically almost uh everybody in the party would technically have to turn against Kronk because you know we're all in a whole scheme of things, fighting chaos yeah. in one way or another. I, you know, Fargrim did a uh, time. I don't know about Ak. That's what I'm saying. I think Ak, I guess, like, I mean, you just yeah, wouldn't just understand. Ak, you guess you, you wouldn't know. understand would be it, confused but, uh, as to whether he should side with Kronk or Gregor. Right. But, uh, uh, I mean, Fargrim did his time, you know, in, his, in the chaos ways. And, you know, he is very strongly against chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at this point in the story with how, you know, well Kronk has, has done to uh, hide what he's done, I think Fargrim at this point just thinks that, like, you know, he's a little, like, shady, but he doesn't think anything, like, more of it than that, like, you know, he's just kind of, like, he just does, like, really odd things, but he doesn't really know, like, the means of it or why he's doing it, you know? But, yeah, it's interesting because Kronk as a character has definitely grown to be more... um, I guess, like, invested in the party and its members. So he starts off with, like, kind of manipulating Gregor into, like, trying to help him attain his goals and, like, tricking him into things. And he still does that. But That one village. Yeah, like, that one village we don't talk Oof. about. Which was I mean, super fun. But, but interestingly, I think but interestingly we, we did we in the interview. That, okay, that was a it fantastic was a session. Yeah, it was a perfect um, example of how, like, you want to play out playing like an evil character in a good campaign and good party. Yeah. No, you executed that arguably to perfection because even like, sure. Me as like, a do you want to tell the people what's happening? So, so as we describe right, let's it. start from the right. beginning. Recap, Take it from the top. Recap. Take it from the top. 
So, so basically how it started was um, the session before we had done like a quest with Gregor where Ulrich came to him in a dream and we were supposed to go like save a village. Uh, this, so just to preface a little bit to the only me and you or Gregor and Kronk was there. This was during a time where yeah, these were like, both, like, no one else could play. So we basically just me and like, the two of us and Amber just sat down and did yeah. a couple like two side sessions basically. Yeah. So you got your vision. Yes. And I'll let you pick this up. All right. So I got a, so my God came to me in a dream, basically said like this village is going to die. You need to go save this village. So I was like, it was about like a three day ride or something from where we were. Yeah. About it, was, it, it, was, it was, it was a trek. It was a, it was a, it was a trek. So I basically, I tell Kronk like, Hey man, I got this vision. Like we need to go. So we mount up. I didn't realize the clock was ticking as fast as it was because like, do we, man, do we push and take a level of exhaustion? We take a rest. I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? Let's rest up, be fresh that when we get to the village, yeah. any threat we encounter there, we're going to be ready to fight. Well, by the time we got there, the entire village was sacked. Everybody was dead. There was like a mound of corpses in the middle of the town. There was demons and there, there weren't demons in the village, but they were like demonic. There were things. signs. There were si- yeah, there were sigils, and there was a, like one lone survivor who had lost his mind. Uh, and I think we found two kids. Yep. Yeah, two you kids. found two. Yeah, kids. we found two kids. They're at my orphanage. Yeah, that's how the orphanage thing started. Yep, that's um, where it started. So we found the two kids and the survivor. And then the survivor told us, it was, I don't remember if it was the survivor or the kids who told us like where the demons came from. I would um, say it was the survivor. But so we tra- basically we tracked these demons to this cave. Cause I was like, Hey man, like we need retribution. Like, like I can't knowing the demons are still out there. Like Gregor in good conscience, like cannot rest until they are completely expunged. So we go through, uh, went, fought all these demons, got in pretty intense fight where we almost died. Yeah. We were fighting like a master, master of cruelty, cruelty right? And almost died. Kronk could not pass a wisdom save to save his fucking life, literally to save his life. So we were just constantly beating each other. Yeah, like it, it was, was a really intense fight to where we even had to like teleport out. Yeah, I to had to rest like, and like come back. I finally passed it, and you went down, and I used Dimension Door to drag us down the hallway. And then it started coming towards us, and you had that necklace. Yeah, with the, the fireball, fireball necklace. And you threw the whole fucking yeah, thing like, at it, and it did literally like nothing. It, it was like resistant to fire damage. Yeah. <laughs> you also rolled like seven ones. Yeah, so and then for damage, I rolled like garbage. It was one of these like he's like I literally revive him, and we have like no health. And I dimension door him down the hallway, and this fucking thing is it's coming, coming down the us. hallway, just like coming. And we're like fuck, fuck, fuck. And he's using that, and it's like hell yeah, we're like confident. Because like, yeah, we, we called it the this. nuke necklace. Yeah. So I'm like I'm about to nuke this bitch. And then like, it did fuck all, and we're like oh shit you just walk through it it was yeah. bad and we had to like leave and we like waited outside and, so we, like, we had a heal and rested and then we yeah. came back and we managed to like beat him in the second it. round yeah. didn't hear no bell yeah we got we cleared out the cave but yeah. that was an intense ass fight so. and now that is one of two heads of uh that's yeah, hanging on ezekiel's saddle yeah yeah it, it was on uh, Gregor's belt, but yes. it started scaring kids. So he yeah. yeah. Well, I think the second one didn't help either. Axe. <laughs> yeah, actually, cause I, the Axe yeah killed a master of cruelty. So I have a se- and I marked it so that way you know it's Axe kill. Yeah. Um, but I was running out of room on the belt. Yep. Um, so that happened to where, but my God, Ulrich was super pissed that we allow this village to die because essentially we overslept. Mm-hmm. So even though we expunged the taint, like he's like, dude, what the fuck, like. Yeah. We saved essentially three people, 
but then one of them turned out to just be a demon in disguise. Yep. Remember, she tried to poison us, and I was yeah, I was eating was like, the soup. Oh, you want this soup? Did and Greg, I'm like, no, Gregor can't soup. be poisoned. So I was like, fuck it, I'll eat the soup. <laughs> Gregor was out here like, I'm immune to poison. I eat the soup. <laughs> I'm just like, got your fucking ass. Gregor <laughs> has eaten questionable soup a couple oh, times now, can't actually. Because so like, you also ate the goblin soup. Yep. I did. I did eat goblin soup. Yeah. It was d- not good. Um, you. <laughs> Did you all say it was delicious? I was about to catch that there. Yeah, I caught it. I caught it. Though. I caught it. Um, so basically, that that was Gregor's holy quest. Yeah, it was basically his first major that he failure. failed, and we failed. So <laughs> that the blood of that village is on my hands. Yep. So then <laughs> that's dead village number one. And then piggy. that Kronk was basically Kronk like tagging along because him and Gregor are like buddies, like we're friends. And I mean whatever i don't care about this like it's a different demon like you know less competition on this fucking island i'll help out it helps establish our relationship and whatnot more um so we go along and we do the thing but then basically what happens is kronk gets a vision from his god which is zinch who for people who may not know is the chaos god of like change and magic and like basically like deception and trickery and all this shit which is befitting of Kronk's character. Um, But he was tasked to go because there were two villages and one of them was essentially full of like Zinch worshiping chaos cultists. And the other one was not, it was innocent. So basically I, I went to Gregor in private and I was like, Hey, like I had this like vision, this village needs our help. It's like being attacked by these like chaos forces like, we, we need to go take care of this. And, of course, Gregor, having just failed one such jihad... <laughs> I was all about, I'm, like, I'm all in. Yep. Like, so he, we saddle up, and we start heading out. And we were heading to the first village. And um, as a paladin, he can, like, detect, like, fiends and, like, demons and shit. So he didn't detect anything there. And we talked to them, and they were like, yeah, this other village, like, they keep attacking us, blah, 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 all the shit, like, as you would if, if another village was attacking you. So we were like, okay, we're going to investigate this. So we left, and we were headed to the other village. And the other village I knew was the chaos folks. So I sent my familiar ahead to warn them, because I can telepathically communicate with it. So he went ahead and warned them. So all of, like, the chaos corrupted folks basically left. So it was just like the normal people. Yeah. So that like were my there. senses didn't pick up anything in the second exactly. village either. So we he, never picked any of this up. And, and I rolled really shitty on like a lot of my rolls too. On like a lot of your yeah. insights, it yeah. was really bad. So I wasn't like, I was like yeah. you rolled like a fourteen, but it was like on a question that wasn't about chaos. It was like, had they raided the human villages? And the guys like, yeah, but like it's part of the game or what? Yeah. 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 Like Gave an answer those. that I was like, shit. Okay. Yeah, it makes like, sense. Like you're fighting and whatnot but this whole time like for all of these decisions that i'm making to try and like sway things i was messaging amber the dm and we were talking via snapchat so as a player zach does like isn't hearing all of these things going on and it helped with like the immersion of it to like not know that these certain elements are at play so he's just kind of left with what information we're discussing openly so i had warned them and they got everyone out and they basically convinced Gregor that the other tribe was actually the instigators and that they were defending themselves. And the other tribe was out. the chaos tribe. Exactly. So they ended up like giving you like war paints and shit. Whoa. What just happened? It's fine. Oh. Dropped one of the puzzles. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, like, yeah. What was it? They had yeah. like tattoos. So, basically, because they were orcs too. Yeah. So we had like a, we had like a pre, basically, it was like, will you join our war party? Because we're going to like take out the evil village tomorrow. And I was like, 
fuck yeah was so, like, all in the sauce yeah dude so like, i even like took my helmet off because like i was among my folk like painted my face it's like we like, did like a full war chant in. like oh dude in it yeah full orc. he was just all in the sauce we were having like a feast and whatnot yeah dude it was great dance for like six hours yeah we danced fantastic. all night just vibed and then that the next morning we set out attacked the other village oh, like yeah. we went out like we separated from the main body because they're like i forgot what the reasoning was it was but it was like they oh they, we know they they're gonna have like they send out like hunting parties yeah and they're like, like we know lady. they're gonna have a squad like in the, on this ridge and we need you to go take out that squad so yep. the rest of our men can commit to the actual invasion so it was a big fight during the fight gregor was like blinded or got put in like magical darkness so he's just swinging wild and then he starts getting attacked by demons so then that's when crunk was like dude they summon demons they're using that for like they're attacking with demons and for me that was like this is proof like these are the bad guys they're yeah. using demonic magic like we're definitely like these because up until that point i was still like we didn't have any rock solid proof but i was like just kind of going with my gut but then i saw these demons i was like oh it's fucking on now we kill these dudes kill the demons go to the village though our side won the the battle so basically it's just like the women and the children and the elders i'm gonna pause you here though because i'm gonna double back yeah. and tell the cronk side of that fight so they use this darkness like aura around them and i was also in it so kronk and gregor were like fighting in this magical darkness and seeing the magical darkness i got the idea to basically skedaddle out of it so i used my dimension door and like blinked back out of it and then i have like basically these like contracts that i con people into signing to sell their souls to like zinch basically so as a reward for that, I could summon a demon that was under my control. So while I was out there, I summoned a demon into the magical darkness and ordered it with like the, the <laughs> telepathic connection you have to the summon demon because you can order it to like do tasks and things like that. And I ordered it to attack Kronk or uh, Gregor. So I'm outside and the thing spawns in there in the magical darkness where no one can really see what the fuck's going on. And it goes after Gregor. And then I'm like, there's a fucking demon in there, like, and it just totally sells them. I'm sell like, it, yeah, sell it they, perfectly. They fucking, sell it perfectly. And this whole time, I'm like, I never openly summoned it. I was doing this via messen like the messaging with Amber. So as far as Gregor's concern, and like Zach in character, and like what he heard, like the, the like the DM is saying, like, yeah, a demon is like appears in this thing. And he's like, what the fuck? Okay. So then we went down to the village afterwards, yep. and he's totally convinced. Now, and at this point, I was pissed because, like, now I'm convinced they're they used they attacked me with a demon, yeah. and then he the also had to fight like two demons and like four like orc warriors, yeah. mostly by himself because Kronk just noped out. Well, I I start I went back and started like fighting, so it was like of course convincing so, and whatnot. But I I, sit, I staged it as yeah if they to where had I had to do it. most. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you almost went down at yeah. one point. Yeah, I was just you? brawling. Yeah. Put him in like yeah. a really bad scrap. Yeah, so I was pissed as hell. Gets to the city, and then the real trigger word, though, the real trigger word was like, yeah, just women, children, and spiritual elders. And I was like, oh, spiritual elders, <laughs> huh? Like the people responsible for the religion in this town? <laughs> yeah, no, they're they go first, so or they go last. So basically, I tied them up, um, and then I made it so that way they couldn't turn away. How as did you do that? I cut their eyelids. 
Yeah. So that way. <laughs> yeah, he so literally that, put like oh, hung them up. And, dude, I, and as DM, I'm like, are you sure you want to do and that? Like, oh, and he's hell yeah. He was like in it. He specified and I how went, he was like brutally yeah, just murdering. lost in the sauce. Yeah, dude. I was like, no, I, I'm drinking the Kool Aid now, baby. Like I was making the Kool Aid. So yeah. aggressive. So then, like, I murder all the survivors, even. And then it was like, what about the children? And I was like, well, you got to hear me? See you later, bro. And then, like, in the middle of that, as he's, like, getting these elders <laughs> strung up, I basically had a bunch of, like, the women and children. Yeah, he took, and, all, like, the, he took all the women of, like, childbearing age. Yeah, I was, I, I had a bunch of the other the back door. from the other folks with us, and I was like, yeah, we'll take care of them outside while you handle this. And we took them outside the gate, and basically they just took them all off. <laughs> And left with yeah. them for like fucking insemination. Snuck them out the just, back like, door. Dark shit and yeah. like demonically fuck yeah. with them. Well, like, and then the worst part of it was like, what about the children? Some of them might be tainted, and some of them, some of them might not be tainted. But I was like, it's impossible to tell. Yeah, so just yeah, to be no. safe, we got to kill them all. Yep. So that's how Gregor failed one village and murdered another. Put one. Put the other one to the sword. and then the spiritual elders. I I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do straight up like the mountain from Game of Thrones, where I squeeze them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brutal yeah i just like went, I, was so like, I was like dude i was like gregor is so pissed at dude, this even point cronk in that like in character and out of character i was like fuck dude <laughs> <laughs> like i'm the chaos one <laughs> yeah. it's great well, that was the best part is so we finished the session gregor in character gregor thinks like i'm a hero redeemed yeah. myself yeah he, hell yeah he's fucking in it man like he just did a great service yeah. to the people of this <clears throat> and then the session ended and we had a full debrief where they both amber and fig told me every like and i was like man like it was it was really great rp it was done beautifully but then amber the dm is like if you do that again like we're changing your alignment <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it was great three, three villages is my line three dead villages yeah it was super funny because it was basically like the the story of how gregor failed his god and kronk overachieved for his <laughs> So the next time that we were interacting with our respective gods, Kronk talking to Zinch was like the favorite child. Like, hey, man, like, what what do you need? Like, how can I help out? Blah, blah, blah. Because I was doing great. Like, I had like a pet paladin. I fucking got him an extra village. Like, they were all worshiping Zinch. So we had more territory, like all this great stuff. And Ulrich pissed. <laughs> fucking pissed. Even though he didn't even know the full extent. Like, to this day, yeah. Gregor is still unaware of the true implications of his actions in that village. Yeah. To this day, Gregor still thinks that he did the right thing. And that's part of why, like, him and Kronk have such a, like, deep relationship. Because he was, like, he went through that yeah, shit we're with boys. him. Yeah. Like, we went, we've been through the in shit the together. Trenches. We've been, like, taking out chaos and, like, these monsters and just, like, saving the land. And that's why, like, Kronk really leans into that because, like, he does like Gregor, but part of that is also because Gregor has, like, been a massive tool and asset, and he's been able to... He's like, been your... Un him. Like, unknowing to Gregor, he has basically turned into Kronk's attack dog. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah. able to, like, trick him into, like, taking care of business for me and whatnot without him knowing and twisting it into a manner that, like... Gregor thinks that he's like he's still doing these still yeah he still believes he's a champion of good yeah yeah it's been super so. fun but it's it's been really good because like you hear a lot of stories about like evil characters in campaigns that are just like constantly causing problems and like just doing like outright evil shit like that but in front of everyone and it's tough when you have good characters because of course they would never respond to that and like especially in this setting like the party would just kill me 
Like they would just murder me. Or thing, Gregor, me if or Gregor like ever that. found ever finds out like Krunk's true nature, and like especially if yeah. Gregor ever finds out what actually happened, yeah, like, it's on. That's it's yeah. fucking on, and it's dude. a part of like, like the really fun ongoing dynamic. Is like at some point we've got like three options where like Kronk changes and goes good, which is possible because he has started to like find other things that he cares about like his orphanage and stuff like that he like cares about these kids having like a good life and everything because he himself was an orphan growing up um or there's like yeah in matorka or and then there's like gregor going bad falls from grace where if he keeps getting like tricked into these things and keeps doing this bad shit he just like unbeknownst to him starts like falling to a chaos kind of alignment yeah where there's two there's gonna hit a point where there's gonna be just too much blood on gregor's hands yeah and uh, then the other one is like the fucking revenge of the city. duel of the Duel fates, of baby. the fates, baby. Yeah, we just fucking start showing off in the big, the big battle to where like the only way is like that's gonna be one of those situations where only one of those characters is gonna walk away. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I mean, it really depends on if it if it does get to that and it becomes a thing of you know Gregor's good, Kronk's bad, and that's why they're fighting. Depending on where they are and if they're not with the rest of the party, everyone else, I mean, I know Fargrim would join in on Gregor's side uh, just based on, like, who yeah, he is. Course. So, right. you know, like, on unfortunately, like, he's not going to be able to help himself. Like, I think it's going to be yeah, stacked up against Fargrim's Kronk at like, that point. Well, I think yeah. the only person, again, I think Act. I don't think would truly understand the gravity of the situation. Yeah, Ak, Ak would probably let the fight happen and then just go with whoever wins. Whoever won. Yeah, yeah. Whoever carries the biggest yeah. stick, right? Pretty much. It's one of those yeah. situations where, like, Kronk is manipulative about things and, like, kind of like a mastermind style character. So he's never going to, like, pick a battle he doesn't think he can win. Because there's several circumstances, like when we were fighting the Big Spice. Where if that battle had gone poorly, there was potential where Kronk just like lets someone die, and that saves himself. Situation, yeah. Like, or or if losses. everyone's loot like dying and we're struggling, like I would just leave, and Kronk would just go do other than like fuck it. Like I'm gonna cut my losses. Like right. I guess the time has ended with this, and it's time to move on to other things. But like Kronk's aspirations in the end, as much as he enjoys being a part of the party. His his goals are selfish. So the potential for that to change is there. And there's definitely been moments like with the Big Spice where he's done things that were risky for him, like jumping off of a mountain and dimension dooring himself onto the back of the dragon. <laughs> like that was solo. Dope, though. Well, I mean, re- realistically, though, I mean, you were going to leave, but you did turn back. So I think that yeah, kind of shows the thought how was there, the character but he is never kind of committed turning. to it. So, so gradually, he's become more and more attached with the party, where each time there's been an opportunity, where like when he and Gregor were in the cave and the um, Master of Cruelties had downed Gregor, like Kronk could have just let him die. Yeah, Kronk could have bailed. Yeah, I could have just left you there, or I could have killed you myself and just like fled and been like, yeah, like we encountered this massive fucking creature and come back with like other people or something and like recovered the body and played this whole like, oh, he was a real hero, blah, 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 like done that whole route. But he hasn't. So opportunities have been there and he's never pulled the trigger. And as a player, I can't decide where exactly I want to go with Kronk. Because I'm, I'm very torn, and I like to reflect that in the way I play Kronk, because he would also be in that kind of predicament where he's like, 
he is friends with Gregor and has gotten very close. And is that friendship going to take priority over his goals or not? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Indeed, we will. Just uh, yeah, cool to uh, share this little tidbit with you guys because we've been playing these characters for a while. So yeah. as you guys can see, there's a lot of backstory that's already kind of been laid out that unfortunately, like you guys weren't able to be in on. Yeah. Um, we were poor and didn't have good equipment. Right. We didn't have all our cool shit. So that's the only we'll thing. We've come a like, long way. Yeah, yeah. And the same with our other other campaign that we'll be throwing up soon, too. Uh, kind of our test rolls before we get on to the next one, which will be Curse of Strong. Yeah, we're going to start. that, And that's that's going to be one where, like, you guys will be there with us, like, from the beginning. Yeah. So we'll be doing, like, tons of extra content, like interviews yeah. with the characters beforehand to kind of get to know them and flesh some stuff out. And then going from, like, one through the entire campaign. Yeah. And I think, like, when we have our session zero for Strata, like, we don't need to record the whole session zero, but we could put something out to that, like, yeah. covers the high points just so yeah, people going stuff. into it know what to expect. Yeah, but try and keep everyone involved. But yeah. Happy we could share this little tidbit of some some background lore. Cause again, like, like, like you brought up, Ben, like, we mention a lot of this stuff a lot, but yeah, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of references to previous things. And even me, like, I, I've, I've joined prior to starting this, this podcast, but I'm still very late to this party. Even just the, the last like big boss that you guys fought happened to be, you know, a good place for Ak to jump in. So he, you know, you guys, you guys killed the dragon, and Ak just had nowhere to go, and sort of like, you know, you guys picked him up and just took him in, and yeah, and and took him all, took Tell him along him. as a little pet, you know, for whatever reason, um, and you know, uh, Gregor has a soft spot for small things. Yeah. True. Um. So you know, use that use that to his advantage, and 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 join the party, and you know. Like I said, he's he's a bit he's a bit chaotic, and you know he he doesn't quite know what's going on because he spent uh, the entire five years of his life in a cave working for a dragon. Um, but so he's got he's, the spirit. Yeah, he. I mean, he, he has the, the heart. gusto. Yeah, he's 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 not scared to to run into things head first. Um, it just might not always be the best idea. But cool. All right. Cool. All right, yeah. cool. Well, thanks for uh, hanging thanks for out ha- with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy our little recap. See you and, again soon. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Subscribe. Like and subscribe, y'all. Listen, <laughs> share with your friends. All right. See you. Bye. Sponsor us. Bye.